Blog Talk Radio. And hello, 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 everyone out in the big, big, wide world. This is Helena, Helena Steiner-Hornstein, or Helena Margareta, uh, that I called myself for a while before because you couldn't spell my name. <laughs> that was the reason for it. And Helena Margareta are my first two names. I have yet another one first name, but um, I don't use that. I never know why I got it, but that was the tradition in Sweden to give three or four names to their children. Okay, there we go again. It's Saturday morning when I do this recording. And I just listened to uh, a, a few other podcasts given by other people. And I thought, God, there's a lot of competition out there. But there's only one me. And I think you should all think the same way. There is only one me. And that is the one that counts. And we are supposed, each one of us, is supposed the best one we can be. It makes it so much more fun. Now, don't try to be someone else. How can you be the best one when you're trying to be someone else? If you want to sing like someone else, maybe you should just develop your own style in whatever you do. And I have to talk to myself even sometimes when I say, oh, so and so is so good at this and that. Maybe I should try that style. And I say, no, I'm me. I should be as good as I can be for me. We all go through the same thing. Don't try to imitate others. I know people try to imitate me uh, in my healing, you know. Don't try to do or say what I'm doing. Do your own thing. Start your own channeling. Oh, yes, you can. We all have that ability in us. And how do you do that? Well, you follow the first commandment. (laughs) And I should go a little bit more into this. Anyway, for those new to me, because I now... I'm going to be on Amazon. Can you believe it? I'm going to see how that works. So we are also going to be on Amazon with this podcast. So if you listen to me for the first time, a healer, a psychic healer, I have been there for a long, long time. A few years ago, well, maybe 20 years ago, I was even called one of the best or one of the top psychic healers in the world. I suppose I still am me and doing the same thing, but there's so many others out there also. And I don't think anyone can be the best at anything. It's just you can be the best you can be. And how do you do that again? Just follow that inner guidance. And that is again written in the first commandment. And I'm going to explain that in a while. But the first thing is, my little announcement is, I have uh, my websites working, both of them, bodysoulconnection.com seems to have 
the most information that is kind of streamlined to who I am. And then we have findingyourinnerlight.com, which is more for lectures and things like this. It's more the worldly side of me, but they're both, you know, me. That's who I am. <laughs> so there we go. So it's bodysoulconnection.com or findingyourinnerlight.com. Look at both of them. If you make an order or if you want to order my newsletter, I think it's going to be faster to get to you if you order through Body Soul Connection. That is it. So we are going to talk about the Ten Commandments. Yes, again, I talked about them so many times. But people say, oh, do it again, because evidently I give it a different twist each time. And that's about the twist, about the truth. Once you talk about the truth, there's so many sides to the truth. And the Ten Commandments, I think most of us in the world know, at least in the Western world, we know what they are. And there have been movies about the Ten Commandments and the Ten Commandments have been one of those classics that have been shown on TV for, for Easter, for instance, for instance. So we have seen it. And what can I say about the first commandment? Well, I wrote a whole book about it called Constant Awakening. Well, it's about much, much more. But that's the ground, the foundation of Constant Awakening. If you haven't read the Constant Awakening book yet, please do. It's so easy. It's such an easy read, and it has changed people's lives. I had a woman in Sweden living in the country, an older, as I said, well, more mature woman. And she wrote me and said, you know, you made me buy Constant Awakening when I had a session with you. And I bought it. And I didn't even know I spoke English. But it changed my life. It's so simple. It's one thing you should remember out there. If someone tells you things that you don't understand, if someone tells you things that seem to be too complicated, they are not telling the truth about spirit because spirit is not complicated. Spirit is extremely down to the fact, down to the point. These Ten Commandments were channeled to, well, history says, to Moses thousands of years ago. As you know, Jesus didn't live thousands of years ago. Nor was that a religion we have today thousands of years ago. But that was when the Ten Commandments were created. They were channeled. If you read Constant Awakening, you see I had my own channeling of, of, of Ten Rules. Totally unexpected. Totally, totally off my God. I had no idea I was even receiving them, but I wrote them down when I was given them. And then I forgot all about them. It's all in that book. You really have to 
read it if you haven't. And I'm really doing what I did to this woman who thanked me afterwards. I'm pushing for it. Get it. Constant awakening. An easy, very, very easy read. Three and a half hours of your time. That's it. Fourth commandment reads, you should have no other gods before me. Or besides, or whatever the translation goes in the different languages. And I was taught that the one who said so was God. And God was at that time, the way I was taught, a man up in the heavens. But he was a remarkable, he could see everything. And he would punish you if you didn't follow these rules. Was never taught any form of religion at home from my parents, except for the golden rules. You know, treat others the way you would like to be treated. Tell the truth. Honor life. Honor animals. Honor other people. Listen to what the elders are saying. All those nice, good rules. When I came to school, I was taught about this man in the heavens called God and Jesus. And from having been very, you know, balanced, young, legal before, now I got afraid of the dark. And I was afraid of this man up in the sky who was seeing everything about me. And I even thought, oh, maybe he's hiding under my bed and was looking under my bed and had a little light in my bedroom because I was so scared of, of things now. So that was how I was introduced to, in, to religion. Anyway, the Ten Commandments are not religious. They have nothing to do with religion. They were used long before Man, I say man, not woman, man or men created religions. There were traditions and there was natural knowledge and the law of nature that people followed. And this was here. What they believed at that time was, yes, this power called God. And that's the power I call the universe or the light. It lives right within you. And that is kind of guiding your life, depending on, (coughs) sorry, I sneeze a lot, depending on how you think, how you formulate your thoughts and your emotions. That is what guides you. This is what is guiding people. And that is a very, very good rule. People live according to that. And what does that in fact mean? Now, let's say you have a serious sickness. And I'm sure there are many of you listening to me today who has been given a diagnosis with doctors, from doctors, by doctors, by society. And you are now following those rules. And you are making those rules and the doctors and the medication the God of your life. And you're making your sickness, your situation, the God of your life. You're listening to that. You wake up in the middle of of the night and you think about it. You wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I have to go to my doctor. Oh, I'm not feeling well. And that is what you mean. 
what you put first in your mind, that is what's going to to decide the direction of your life. It works that way. And the first three commandments that we have, which is, you shall have no other gods before me. And I'm going to read here what I have been printing out. Those shall make no, you shall no make unto thee any graven images. I have no idea what that means. But you shall make, I try to look, I have three different versions. And you shall not make yourself a carved image of God, and you shall not worship other gods. Okay, and that is, again, something that we see very much around, that we take this person. Nowadays, it, it may be a political person that you suddenly put as your God and listen to that person, a he or a she, usually a he, a big dominant he, who just says, I'm better than anyone, I know everything, I'm going to make everything good for you. And people bow down and believe that. That is what you're breaking the rules. So what is it you're going to just believe? The first commandment again. This is trust that God within you, that love and light within you, that is coming first before your sickness. Don't worship your sickness. Don't worship your fears. And we have seen that now in the pandemic. We worship the fears and we worship that sickness. No. Pull that aside and worship the light as the Savior. If you want to say God to Jesus in place of that, great. It's still a positive feeling. I'm not ever going to intrude into anyone's religion and your belief. You put that goodness in the love and light. If you see that in God and Jesus, those words, yes, I believe in Jesus. I met Jesus. Read Constant Awakening and you see he stood right before me. I didn't expect that. I never asked for it. I didn't even, I wasn't in that field at that time. I was in a completely different world. And there he appeared before me. At the time of need, he was there just to give me encouragement. So there are so many things out there. I'm a strong believer, as you notice. But I put the love and light first. And that is when you have difficulties. Or when I was kind of, uh, you know, treated, how should I say, I was hacked on the internet. Which is a horrible thing. I put the love and light first so it would not destroy me. And it didn't. In fact, it helped me. And we have those little examples all the time. Make your priorities clear that you believe in the balance of life, in the goodness, in the love and light first. So now, that takes care of the second commandment is you shall not make images of God or carve even have that picture or so whatever. The old commandment was carving wood because they didn't have cameras at that time. Ah, you have to always think about history in all, in all judgments. And the third one, 
which I had never quite understood either. Thou shalt not take the name of Lord thy God in vain. Well, it can mean a lot of things. Uh, you should not, I was told you should not just say, oh my God, and all this. Well, we do. And we can, I, I just don't see that this is a sin. But what it meant, you shall not speak ill of God, so to speak. You shall not speak ill of this power. You shall not reject this power. And have also, you shall not take the name of Lord in vain. I see that of, you shall have trust. Trust the power. Now it makes sense. Those three commandments are, in fact, of how you are to live with the power. They are individually for you, for your individual person, how you can make the best out of you and be happy and well, success and successful. This is actually good news. How many have told you that? Remember, I am a doctor of divinity. I have, I'm a minister. This is my ministry. So I'm not just like someone say, oh, you're just coming from the street saying things. No, I'm not. I'm a well-educated person. I have a doctorate, whatever that means. It just means I have taken this seriously. And I believe in what I believe in. And religion is man-made. And I mean put together by men so they can have more control over their society. Now, the next seven commandments are, in fact, how you can live well together with others, to live together in a society. And you live in harmony, which is absolutely important, to live in harmony with others. And this is what I see nowadays. We are missing out on something. Young people cannot live in harmony with others because they have something bothering them. And they use weapons. We are now in a screwed up world. Why? Because we have been following the wrong religion. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about the belief system we have created. I call everything a religion. I know, you know, people can follow that diet religiously and they believe everyone should do that. Or they believe in not believing in any form of spirituality. That's also a form of religion. And we have now created some kind of strange belief of that, that we are not going to believe in what I call love and light anymore, but follow all those fake gods out there. So you hear I'm a little bit harsh, but I mean what I say, and I know a lot. I lived a long, long time, and I still have an open mind and a clear mind, and I see what's going on. And that is what I'm sharing with you. So originally, these powers or these commandments were 
created so you can live well in this society with the power of God, so to speak, and how you can live together with the others. And now, how does the next set of rules start? Well, that you should honor the Sabbath, meaning you should keep it holy, meaning you shouldn't work then. And of course, in some religions, they may have gone overboard in this. You cannot even press a button because they might consider this some kind of work. Well, it is if it activates a machine. But my goodness, you know, turning on a button, I shouldn't see that this is a sin and that you're breaking commandment. Of course, I don't belong to that religion, so I say that. So... But what does it mean to to work six days and then to rest on the seventh day? This goes along with nature. I think it's an excellent thing to do. And sometimes we cannot just keep on working and working. We need to rest a little bit. And animals need to rest too if they're out there working one way or the other like horses, for instance. You cannot just use... And the field, you have the field out in the country. And now you have the farmer, he's been kind of harvesting his harvest from that field for years. Suddenly he will notice, oh, this doesn't give me any harvest anymore. So he let that field rest for a season. And then he plants again. And now it's growing. We neglect that nowadays. So instead of allowing the earth, the soil to rest, what do we do? We just uh, give it artificial fertilizer. And that doesn't work. That is what makes us sick. And we don't understand it. So this is a good rest on the Sabbath. And the next one is honor your father and your mother. It's a very good rule. And I see this, how this is not quite understood. Yes, you should honor them. It does not mean that you should uh, take care of your parents. You should honor them and help them. Yes, take care. But it doesn't mean that they own you for the rest of their lives. I see this happening a lot, particularly with if they're brothers and then there's one sister, they always tell that sister to take care of that elderly parent, which of course she does. But now that's all she does. And I've seen how this is happening time after time after time. And the parent has been very demanding, well, you have to do this, you have to do that for me. So that is not, you don't own your children anymore after they have started their own lives. And also don't allow your parents, if it's your mother, to take over your marriage. I've seen that in my own, in, in my marriage with my German husband. My, my mother-in-law wanted to, she wanted to have a space. I mean, she wanted to be in our marriage. And she wanted to go with us on our honeymoon. And I said, no, <laughs> I didn't matter you. Oh, well, 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 she came up with all kinds of excuses. And it was a little difficult. No, 
there was me, my husband. So on both sides, you have to understand that I like us to take care of our elderly parents. Yes, I don't want them to own you. And you have an obligation to honor them. Thus, it means you should see to it that they are all right and give them the the love and respect that they deserve. And of course, when you get elderly, you cannot pay for things the same way. And if you can, see what you can do and do all you can do for that, for, for, for that parent. So that is the point of what I'm trying to say. So next one is now the sixth command, you shall not kill. I read somewhere else, you shall not murder. Well, what is the difference? You shall murder and you shall kill. Well, I tell you that way. Let's say someone breaks in here at night, in the night, and is trying to murder you. Well, I say instead of me. Someone tried to murder you or me. And that is murder. He's trying to kill me. But now I want to defend myself and I take something and I happen to kill the man, the intruder. That is killing because it was not a premeditated plan to do so. It was just in self-defense. So you shall not murder, but you shall not kill. You know, see which one agrees the most with your philosophy. So if I have a murder coming in, and oh, I should not do that. I should not use my gun because it might kill him because I don't want to break the commandment. No, it's okay then to to kill someone. That's how I see it. And also that doesn't break in America. That is not breaking the law in self-defense. And then the next one, the seventh, you shall not commit adultery. Well, if you're married to someone, you should not have an affair with someone else. It complicates things for you and for your marriage. And I don't think you should do that because I do weddings. I mean, I officiate weddings. And do you promise to love and honor? So it means you're supposed to be faithful. I think you should be faithful in a marriage. Make up your mind. Do you want to stay married or not? But you should be faithful. It is just so much easier for everyone. So, and you should not steal. Eighth commandment. Of course not. It's not yours. Why should you take that? You don't. So don't steal what is not yours. Ask someone, can I borrow it from you for a while if you really want it? Don't steal it. And the ninth is, uh, yes, is don't, how do they say that? Thou shall not bear false witness. It means you shall not lie. Oh, God, tell those to politicians. I don't know anyone in politics who doesn't lie. Please. This is not how we build a good world. So stop from the top down to lie. And stop parents. We lie to our children about Santa Claus, don't we? From I did that. Oh, yes. 
He said, Santa, oh yes, there is a Santa Claus. Oh, who did that with the eggs out in the lawn? Oh, Easter Bunny dropped them down. We lie. I don't really like to give that as an example because that's like little white lies. And sometimes we have to do that. Do I look good in this dress? I, oh no, you look awful. What? Someone doesn't like to hear that and will hate you for it. So maybe, you know, if that is a lie, lie, but you shouldn't lie. And you should certainly not invent things about anyone and lie about them. So that is one very quick one. And now, which is the last one, not to covet. You shall not covet anything that is your neighbor's. Being not of English mother tongue, I did know what for a long time, but it's not that you shall not want what what uh, that is your neighbor's. In other words, it means you shall not be envious. Do you hear that, Sweden? <laughs> because that's a nice, I say that as a joke because, and the Swedes know that. But it's a kind of a general trait, a general characteristic for Swedes to be envious. Don't you think I know it? Oh, you live in Florida. You're so fortunate. Oh, you make so much money because you have money so you can. No, has not. It costs money wherever you live. Sweden is more expensive to live in than in Sweden. I tell you that. For sure. It's just a matter of making choices from the beginning. If you don't have a car, but the neighbor has a good car and you really would like to have that car, don't steal it. Don't kind of key it. Don't kind of hate the neighbor because they have more than you do. Start to aim for it yourself. And I've seen that. I had neighbors here, and I had kind of a nice little, you know, flower pot than they did. I don't have it anymore because it's so hard to keep up, but I did. And I can see how they try to do more and more than I did. Now they for sure do because I have, you know, I don't keep up with that. It's just with the heat. It's very, very hard to keep up with anything that grows in the sun anymore. You know, said very, you know, those delicate little flowers. I cannot, cannot look after it well anymore. But anyway, this is, you know, how you notice sometimes that people try to imitate you. They have, they wear the same clothes you do, and they wear the same hairdo, and things like this. They just want to be like you. So try to develop your own style. Don't try to be envious of anyone else because you have exactly the same chance and opportunity if you think about it. It's not always easy to look like someone that you don't look like. But you can start to look like your own person, your own style person. And start now. It's kind of fun. And I say that many times to clients who want to change their lifestyle. And I said, start to spruce up yourself. 
there a little bit more. There were colors. There were accessories. There changed your hair color. Oh, what would my husband say? Sometimes husbands don't even notice. <laughs> they might look at you and say, oh, something is different. What did you do? It's just for you to make you happy in every way. And now, what is? Well, those were the Ten Commandments. And again, starts with the most important, important commandment. You should have no other gods before me. And live according to that from now on. And you shall also start to to not to speak ill about religion that is not yours. Everyone is allowed to believe what suits them. And you should also trust your own intuition, who you are in every way. And you should have a trust. Trust is the third commandment. Trust, have trust in this power. So if you follow those three first ones, you have you in order, so to speak. And then you follow the other seven about not stealing, not being envious, not killing and murdering and not lying. You know, you will be an easy person to live with in every way. You'll be more fun. They should have another commandment about you should have, you know, you should enjoy life. You should smile and laugh more. Because if you do, you actually would have an easier life. So shall we put that as an 11th commandment? You shall enjoy life with a smile and laughter. With a smile and laughter a little bit more. Commandment number 11. The Helena Margarita commandment. Enjoy life and smile and laugh a little bit more. And all the other commandments are how you are supposed to be good to others. So this is what I had to say about the Ten Commandments. And as you know, in the end, I always do a little meditation. And it's not one that I have written down or anything. It's a meditation that I'm channeling this moment for you, the listener. If you want to write to me, write to me to Dr. Dr. Helena, info, short for information, at yahoo.com, or to Activale, A, C for Charles, T for Tom, I, V for Victor, A, L for Love, and E for Edward, at gmail.com. Sometimes you might have to write to read to write to both email addresses because through the remarkable thing here that Gmail sometimes rejects an email and so does Yahoo. If you write from a company or or on, on the company email somehow, it might reject it. I've had so many, and also when I send out my newsletter that is for free, and I do not share the 
your name or information with anyone. So sometimes now I said you shouldn't open it because they say they suspect it as a, some kind of whatever, phishing or something. No. I don't know why they do that with my newsletters. Maybe it's the content they don't like. I don't know. But they do it with my newsletters. And sometimes it comes into the promotions file with Gmail. Sometimes it comes as a regular mail. But I just sent out uh, an email a few days ago. So if you want it, just go to bodysoulconnection.com and put in your name and you will be sent an, a newsletter. And again, you can cancel any time you want. And it's for free. And I do not keep your email address either because that's the only email I send to you unless you have written to me a special time. Yes, relax and relax and relax instantly. And yes, you can do that. And you take a deep breath and close your eyes and you turn within. And feel that you have a place of peace in your heart, in your chest area. And that place within you is your truth. That is your shiny light. I love that light. You begin to say, to yourself, I love my light. I love me. Because there is one of the not numbered commandments saying you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. And this is that yourself that you now connect with. I am suddenly in your mind, way up high above you. You imagine a big, big glowing star. And that is the light within you. The star within is the twin light of the star that you see in the sky. This is your connection. This is the truth about you. You feel it and you know it. You are so completely safe and in the clear of who you are right now. I am a shiny light. I am a shiny star. I am. You feel it and you know it. I am. And now you imagine yourself feeling that you are Surrounded by light, 
and light shines within you. And now if you have one place in the body that needs a healing attention, you put your hand over that place and suddenly the light from above is now crossing the sky and coming down upon you and into that place. And you're brushing away the blockage and you're opening yourself up to healing within you. You feel so well connected right now. And suddenly, in front of you, you see a tree. This is the tree of life. And you walk up to that tree and you hold the tree in your arms. And you put your ear to the trunk of that tree. You begin to feel the powers of nature coming into you, absorbing the shadows of your life. And now it takes it and clears away and you brush away the blockages in your life. And you begin to feel clearance. Keep on shining. You keep on appearing before you as a shining light of the universe. This is the true power of I am. Yes, I am the light. And you allow that power to shine within you more and more and more and more. I am of the light. I am a shining light. To say yes to the good things of life from now on. You say good. Yes, I'm ready to receive of the goodness. To clarity. To inspiration. How you feel. There is a place in this life that is right here and now for you. And you are now going to be the best you can be here and now. Here and now. I am a shining light on this earth. And you open your arms and you are now willing to receive even more and more and more. I am a shiny light of the highest good. This is the power within you, the eternity within you. Now with this knowledge that you have direct access to the light because it lives within you. 
When I count to seven, you open your eyes again. One, two, three, four. You love the light. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And you take a deep, deep breath and you feel refreshed and clear. You feel I am a shiny light. This is who you are. And I am Helena Stein-Holmstein. See you soon next time. Bye-bye. And you take a deep breath now. And you feel good about you. Thank you for being with me.